What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Peaky Benders, Wolfpack Productions' premiere hockey talk show, uh, hosted by yours truly. I'm the only one in the company that likes hockey. Uh, the goal for this show is to kind of help grow the sport a little bit, right? Gary Bettman won't do it. It's been lacking in the PR department for the past couple years. So I'm going to help grow the sport that I love, hopefully get some new fans on. Uh, maybe I can share share my love for the game with you all. Uh, that's that's the ultimate goal. So maybe help the casual fans jump into it. Obviously, learning a new sport is kind of difficult. So maybe this sparks your interest and gets you, get you a little bit more involved than you otherwise would be in hockey, right? Uh, it's a beautiful game. I hope everyone begins to love it. Um, so that's my goal for the show. Uh, I'm basically just going to get on here, shoot the crap, uh, talk about hockey. Probably mainly just speaking to myself because obviously it's not like a huge market for hockey fans, especially in our area that we live. So uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good time. But let's jump into it today. Obviously the season's already started. But I'm going to go over my season projections um, for each division. I'll walk you guys through like how the playoff seeding is going to work this year. Uh, obviously, with COVID, there's been a little bit of a realignment in divisions this year, so that'll that'll change some things. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's just jump into it. So basically. This year, four teams from each division will make the playoffs. So there are now four separate divisions. They're all completely new, um, and basically they are they are separated by um, geographical location, right? So we'll start in the north. Uh, that would be the Canadian teams. So every team that's in Canada is the only division in the league that has seven teams in it instead of eight. So. That would be um, the seven Canadian teams, obviously. That is the North Division. Then you have the East Division, which essentially was uh, much of the Metropolitan, uh, and then um, sprinkle in a few teams that were that were uh, in the Atlantic Division as well. Uh, and then you have the Central Division, which is basically middle of America, right? You got your uh, Nashville, Chicago, Dallas, St. Louis, right? Um, those teams are going to be in the Central Division. And then obviously you have... Your West Division, that's going to be all of the teams West then of, um, essentially West of, of uh, Missouri, where, where St. Louis is. So, um, But yeah, four teams from each division will make the playoffs, and it's going to be the four uh, with the best point total. So, unlike uh, in other sports, basically your, your record is determined... Or that determines the amount of points that you have, right? So if you win a game, you get two points. If you lose, you get no points in regulation. But if you lose a game in overtime, you get one point. And that culminates into your um, season standings. So at the end of the season, the teams with the four highest point totals in each division will then make the playoffs. This year, it's different that now in the first round of the first and second round of the playoffs, those division winners, the four teams from each division, will then play each other. Then the winner of that, that small mini bracket, will then be reseeded, and you will play the winners of the other divisions. Now, the again, the person with the highest amount of points of the four division winners will then play the team with the fourth highest amount of points, or the lowest amount of points of those four. Right, how a normal bracket would work. Um, so my projections for playoff teams go... Uh, we'll start in the East. Um, at the beginning of the season, I predicted that Washington 
the Capitals would make the playoffs. The Flyers would make the playoffs. The Rangers would make the playoffs. A little bit of a biased off-the-wall pick there. Whatever. So be it. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'll own that one. Um, and then the Bruins. So I have Washington, Philly, New York, uh, and Boston coming out of the Eastern Division. Um, in the North. Now this is where I got kind of a, even more off the wall. I took some gambles here. Um, some of which are not paying out just, just yet, but we'll get into that for sure. Um, I got Calgary, uh, the Flames. I got the Ottawa Senators, the Edmonton Oilers, and then the Toronto Maple Leafs coming out of the uh, North Division. Essentially, just the Canadian Division, right? Um, Ottawa is definitely the one team that, that is a, a surprise to a lot of people that I put in the playoffs. They are a, a very, very young team, uh, an up-and-coming team, but they did acquire a veteran goaltender this year. So I thought that would help make a bit of a difference for them. <coughs> um to this point, it's not looking great, but that's why you take shots, right? Um, in the West, I have the Avs, the Knights, the Blues, uh, and then the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes are the one team there that I that I picked to make the playoffs that not a lot of people would agree with, um, just because they don't have a roster that really jumps out at you as far as talent goes. Um, but I think the addition of Shane Doan in the front office has kind of rejuvenized um, this team. I don't know, something about them. I, I just really like them this year. And then in the Central Division, this is probably, if you look at it, the East is the toughest division. Like, that's Murderer's Row for sure. Um, in the Central, you now have... Um, Probably the second hardest division, if we're being honest. Um, but uh, from the Central, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Dallas Stars, the Carolina Hurricanes, and then the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, and now, I mean, the, the biggest news that we need to talk about there, the Blue Jackets have just recently um, received Patrick Laine from the Winnipeg Jets in return for um, Pierre uh, uh, Dubois. So... Absolutely insane blockbuster trade. Um, basically, they just swapped disgruntled superstars. This is a fleece job. I mean, the Jackets got just an absolute haul in return for someone who didn't want to be there in general. Um, and I guess you could say the same for, for Line A in, in Winnipeg, that he just didn't want to be there. But the quality of player that Line A is in comparison to Dubois is just head and shoulders. Like, it, it's incomparable. It, it honestly is like, Patrick Line is a top 10 player in the league, in my opinion. And Dubois is maybe top 25. Like, what an absolute steal. Um, good on Tortorella. I mean, Tortorello has, has this team firing. Um... But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So I have Philly winning the East Division and coming out of that uh, little playoff bracket. I have Calgary winning the North. I have Colorado winning the West. Uh, and uh, Tampa Bay winning the Central. So I did kind of go chalk everywhere except for Calgary. Uh, Calgary would be the one surprise team. Uh, most people would pick the uh, Maple Leafs to come out of the Northern Division. They are they are a wagon um, in, in lamest terms, uh, just the amount of talent they have. But I'm taking a chance on my boy Johnny Gaudreau, uh, or as other people call him, uh, Johnny Ham and Cheese, best nickname in all hockey. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really like Calgary. I think they're going to have enough to get it done. Uh, they're going to come out of that northern division. 
But my Stanley Cup matchup, I have Philly uh, versus Colorado. Now, this is absolute chalk. This is basically the consensus pick amongst anyone who watches the game. This is like who people projected to be in the Cup all season. Um, I, I think that these two teams are head and shoulders, the two best teams in, in the league. Uh, Vegas is off to a bit of a hot start, but I, I just think that Colorado and Philly are going to be able to put it uh, together. Uh, and I actually have Colorado winning winning the Cup this year. I do. I have the Avs as, as my Cup champion. Uh, I have Nathan McKinnon. He's he's a top four or five player in the league, hands down. Uh, I have him winning the Conn Smythe Trophy. Um, I, I, it seems to be a bit of a hot take these days that to say that McKinnon is is top five, and I I have him as my third best player in the league. Um, I do. I think that he is able to put things together uh, and, and get a cup back to to Denver. Um, Carter Hart and uh, Kevin Hazy in in Philly are why I chose them. I mean, just the veteran leadership that they have in Hazy um, and um, Giroux is just unreal uh but carter hart is is unbelievable in that i mean he's one of the up-and-coming stars in the league uh he's able to he stands on his head it seems every night uh to to help carry this philly team so yeah i do i think the flyers are gonna make a cup run um and i already touched on it i my my surprise team or was my surprise team coming into the year uh was the senators you know i i love i love matt murray in goal bringing in that that cup experience that veteran leadership that that young team needs uh to go with their young superstars uh brady kachuk and um galchenyuk i mean this roster is super super young um but they are super talented so i do look for them to kind of rebound and make some noise in saying that so far this season, they've been what everyone else thought they were going to be. Um, they are at the bottom of the North Division right now. I think they have like three points as it currently sits. So not exactly the hottest of starts for Ottawa. Uh, but I, I do think that they have the talent to turn around. Um, uh, so let's just keep it on the same track. Let's talk about the teams that have been a disappointment to this point. right? So I already talked on Ottawa, but that's almost like... People expected that. Now, one team that's very near and dear to my heart, the Rangers, they are also a very disappointing team to this point right now. They are 1-3-1. They have lost four straight, going back to the second game of the season. Um, it, or three straight, excuse me. Um, the biggest thing that has been kind of even more frustrating, as, as especially as a Rangers fan, is that they've led in every single game outside of the first game of the year and they just are pissing away games they're pissing away points like it's becoming very tough to watch and at some point Quinn has to be held accountable because what's happening is they are taking just terrible penalties at literally the worst and most inopportunistic times um and it's killing uh, it's absolutely killing them they they should be a top a top five team in the league to this point with how they've played on the ice, but then they make one stupid penalty and they'll go on a, a span of like four or five minutes where they just cannot play the game to save their life. The rest of the game, they look fine. And it's super frustrating. Now, last night against Buffalo is a little bit of a different story. Very uninspired um, team effort. And they still held a 2-1 lead. Uh, so that's... 
that says a lot about the amount of talent that the Rangers have. Uh, hopefully they can put it together, not even just for my sake, but just because they, they are a fun team to watch. They're very young. They're very exciting. Uh, the future is super bright, like almost blindingly bright for for New York. But they have they have to figure it out this year. I mean, it's, it's going to get away from them quickly, if not, especially in the East. With how difficult that division is, you can't afford to be pissing away points like they are. I mean, it seems like every night they're shooting themselves in the foot. And it, at very worst, if you're not going to win the game, you have to find a way to get it to overtime to at least secure yourself one point. And, and they've been unable to do so in their last three. So, not great. Um, but let's talk about the San Jose Sharks. So San Jose is one of those teams where they had this championship window dating back to like 2015 or so, and you you thought they were for sure going to get a cup raised in that time. It hasn't worked out that way. They took on some big contracts in um, Eric Carlson. Uh, Evander Kane has a pretty decent-sized cap hit as well. Uh, Burnsy actually is a a pretty big cap hit too, and this is fine. Like You want to have like your veteran leaders, your best players, be your biggest cap hits. Except they aren't really producing at this time. And their championship window is closing quickly. As it currently sits, they are last in the Western Division. um, A division that, for the most part, is probably the easiest division um, in the league, if we're being honest. It's either them or or the North. Like The the Canadian division is not very good at all either. But the West is just not very good. And I, I thought for sure that the Sharks would at least contend for a playoff spot. And it looks like... To this point in the season, anyway, it looks like they're going to contend more for a lottery pick um, than a playoff spot. Like, they're going to be up towards the front of the draft if they continue to play the way that they are currently. Um, Definitely the leadership that they have, they can definitely turn it around quickly, but... I would be hard-pressed to say that this is going to change anytime soon. Um... But yeah, um, let's move on. Let's talk about the good things I've seen so far this year. And the top of the good list starts off with none other than Buffalo. Like, Buffalo came into the season with very minimal expectations. They added Taylor Halsey in the middle of that offense. I mean, they're... The amount of talent that they have uh, in their own blues is unbelievable. Like, Halsey... Eichel, they should be able to put up goals at will with the amount of talent that they have. And so far this season, they really have. Even in the games that they've lost, they've looked very, very good. Um, I like Buffalo. Uh, I think that they have like very, very good potential to keep this this hot streak up. They are three, three, and one right now. Um, they are, I think, in third place right now in the Eastern Division, which is saying something. Because, like I said, the East is Murderer's Row. Um, it is going to be a nightmare to try and win a top four spot. So, um, do they have potential to keep this up? Absolutely. Do I think that they will? I don't know. That's tough to say, uh, especially because hockey is one of the weird sports. Like. Sometimes it just takes a unified locker room to 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 really turn things on. So um, good on Buffalo. They're they're making people pay. Uh, they're overlooking people. I mean, they put Washington to the test the first two games of the season. Uh, they came back. They spanked the Rangers. Uh, I mean, they just they look very very good. So Buffalo is my first team that has surpassed expectations. The second team that has surpassed expectations and has just recently gotten better, like I said, after the blockbuster trade, that's the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets have 
surpassed anyone's expectations. And this is a true credit to John Tortorella. Like, this is what he does. Every single year, he takes a team that doesn't have the most talent, but gets the most out of them. He is the Tom Thibodeau of the NHL. Right, He'll take a roster that you don't really expect much from and just work them and work them until you get a very, very good product. And now you add Patrick Laine to the equation, who, like I said before, is a top 10, 15 player in the league. I think Columbus has what it takes to make a bit of a cup run, uh, especially with Elvis in net, one of the younger uh, up-and-coming tendies in the league. I think he's going to have a pretty good shot. Uh, to carry this Jackets team to a playoff spot uh, in the Central. And I, I took a chance on them. I picked them to win it. And now with Line A, I'm, I'm more confident than ever. Uh, they do. They lead the Central Division right now with seven points. I think they've only played four games, or five games, excuse me. So seven points through five games. You can't really ask for a much better result than that. Um, they look very good. Uh, and like I said, credit credit to John Tortorella. I mean, this is what he's a defensive-minded coach that is going to out-physical Every team that you play, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. So you better get used to me talking about the Blue Jackets. That's for sure. Uh, and then my last team that has has really impressed me just because of the amount of adversity they've had to overcome. That's the Washington Capitals. Uh, the Capitals have had to deal with not only a couple key injuries at the beginning of the season. They lost... Uh, Henrik Lundqvist, who they acquired uh, via signing after the Rangers cut him, he had to have open-heart surgery to start the year. So you lose your number one goaltender, right? Then, two games into the season, you lose your best player, probably your second best player, and then one of your leading scorers uh, in Ovechkin and Kuznetsov from COVID. So you lose the Russians, you're playing without two of your leaders, and you just so happen... To be leading the East. Like they have overcome so much adversity to this point. To still be leading the East. After people thought that they were not going to be in playoff contention anyway. With the amount of people they lost. Because they lost Brandon Holtby um, to free agency. He signed in Vancouver. And like no one was expecting anything from this Capitals team. A fringe playoff contender is what they thought. And as of now they look like a wagon. So yeah. Tummy taps to the Caps. I mean, they they are the real deal. Once they get Ovi back uh, and Kuznetsov back, I think that they can continue this. Uh, the defense has been kind of shaky, but they are very young on a defensive end. I think that they'll be able to turn things up. And not only tummy taps to the Caps, right? Coaching is great. DJ Oshie has picked up a tremendous amount of slack uh, while their their two leaders have been out on, on COVID protocol. So not am I just saying tummy taps to the Caps, right? A huge, huge props to TJ Oshie and what he's been able to accomplish while, while uh, essentially their two best players have been have been absent. So, um, all right, but that'll do it. I mean, let's let's jump into my gambling card for this next week because not only do I want to get you guys interested in hockey, right? That's the goal. One of the easiest ways to do that is to help you make money via hockey, right? Makes sense. That's a win-win, win-win-win, right? So here we go. Let's jump into it. So Friday, as you, or I guess Thursday, excuse me. As you guys are listening to this, it'll be ten, tonight, right? Tonight. Uh, I got the Rangers at plus one and a half 
against Buffalo. The Rangers are on a bit of a sl- of a uh, sloppy streak here. They've lost three straight, like I said. But the one and a half for a desperate team, I think the Rangers are starting to feel this sense of urgency that they have to get a win here. I'll take the point and a half. I will also bet them money line, but I'm not going to give them out. I'm betting them money line because I am I am a biased better for sure. I bet with my heart and not my head. The one and a half is with my head. I think they're desperate. Their backs are against the wall. Um, take the one and a half against Buffalo for the Rangers for sure. Then I have the Flyers at minus one and a half uh, and minus 160. I'm taking that money line as well, giving that out against the Devils. Um I really, really like the Flyers. Like I said, obviously I picked them to go to the to the Cup final this year. Uh, I think that they're going to be able to get it done against the Devils. The Devils have looked very good actually up to this point. Uh, Hughes has been Jack Hughes has been uh, one of the breakout stars of this year. He was the number one overall pick in last year's draft. So not really surprising that he's put in a, a pretty impressive campaign to this point. But no one expected. Uh, this amount of production from him this early. I think he's put on like 30 pounds in the past offseason, which granted this offseason has been what, 10 months, 13 months, or 10, yeah, 10 months for him. So that really isn't like too shocking that he's put on that amount of weight. Just this extended offseason has helped a bunch of young players help take that next step. So uh, good for him, but I think the Flyers get it done. Uh, also on Thursday, I love the Oilers plus one and a half uh, and the over 6.5 uh, against the, the Leafs. Uh, both of these teams score in bunches. Uh, I think that the Oilers are going to have enough offensively to keep up with the Leafs. I do think the Leafs win outright, but I will take the Oilers with a point and a half because they have the best hockey player in the world in Connor McDavid. They have another top five player in Leon Dreisaitl. I will take the Oilers with a point and a half all day. Anytime I can get the Oilers uh, with a point and a half or with a, a goal and a half, I'm going to take it. Um, just because they they have too much talent to, to ever give them essentially two goals, right? Uh, so, yeah, give me the Oilers plus one and a half. Now, moving to Friday. Only one game on Friday all day, so that means this one is going to dominate your eyeballs. Give me the Jackets at plus one and a half against Chicago. Now, how Chicago is favored in this game, I have no idea. They are battling a bunch of injuries, most notably to Brennan Seabrook and Jonathan Taves, two of their veteran leaders. Uh, really, this this Hawks team is only going to go as far as Patrick King can take them, and now you're playing against maybe the most physical team in the league, uh, now with a, uh, a new superstar toy to play with. Uh, give me the Jackets plus one and a half on the road in Chicago at the United Center. I feel like that's free money. Uh, now to Saturday. We'll take the Sabres minus a minus one and a half uh, against the Devils. Again, I like the Devils. I think they've looked good this year, but they're running up against some tough. T- like I said, that East Division man is murderer's row. You don't have an easy night. Uh, the Sabres get it done. They cover the one and a half. Uh, hopefully, we get a uh, Our Lady of the Unguarded Cage appearance in an empty netter hit there. Uh, but I like Halsey. I like Jack Eichel. I think they get it done against against uh, the Devils. Uh, now the Bruins. I, I love the Bruins. The, the Bruins. The Bruins uh, plus one and a half against Washington. I, these two teams always play really close. Washington will be the home team, uh, so they get the the uh, home ice advantage in the minus one and a half. So I'll take Bruins with the with the point and a half. 
I, I just like what I've seen from them so far. Charlie McAvoy has stepped up, played a huge role in that defense so far with the loss of Chara. Uh, I think emotions are going to be running high because this is going to be Chara's first game against his former team where he spent 20 years. Um, so I do. I think the Bruins get a big, big win, uh, and they definitely cover the one and a half then, obviously. Uh Likewise, I like the Flames plus one and a half against the Habs. Um, the Canadians have looked really good this year. I expected them to be bad. Most people expected Carey Price to be Carey Price, but I think he gets a lot of credit based on what he was and not necessarily what he is currently. Uh, he has turned it on this year, but I, I, there's something about the Flames plus the plus one and a half that I just can't stay away from. I told you I, I like the Flames to come out of that Northern Division anyway. Uh, I think that they get on track they kind of solidify themselves as top dog uh in that northern division with a big win against the Habs um moving to Sunday and this will be the last day that I give out because then I'll do another show I'm going to make this a, a, a twice a week thing I'll probably go Monday and Thursday somewhere in there uh keep you guys updated it'll obviously depend on what what uh what days game big games occur on but I will keep it light keep it fun but Sunday I'll take the Panthers' money line. Uh, Bobrovsky has looked really good. They actually got a huge, huge goal last night with 0.4 seconds left to force overtime against the Jackets. Uh, The Panthers have been a bit of a surprise this year as well. So I will take the money line and uh, plus a point and a half. Our goal and a half, excuse me, against the Wings. Uh, they're they're going on the road. The Wings are going to be favored because they have similar um, similar records. Yeah, give me the Panthers. Uh, I, I like that for sure. That feels like free money. Uh, so so ride with me, guys. The NHL is my money maker. It is where I make the majority of my money gambling. So hopefully, I can make you guys some as well. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, it will be a little bit more in-depth as we move on, but I, I wanted to keep it light, keep it fun today, see how uh, see how you guys like it in, in a sense. So, uh, no, I'll be coming back at you guys once or twice a week. Really depends on what the, the slate of games looks like and if we have any huge breaking news. Um, if there's anything you guys want to see from me or from, from the company in general, uh, just make sure you let us know. We'll be happy to help you out. We'll get that going. Uh, our goal is obviously to, to provide laughs, provide quality content for you guys. So, uh, yeah, just let us know. Subscribe on um Apple Podcasts, everything that we have is on there, on Spotify, on Google Play, watch on YouTube, uh, follow the Twitter account, follow the Instagram account, just keep helping us spread the good word. Uh, so yeah, guys, uh, thank you for, for tuning in to the first episode of Peaky Benders. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, so let's have a good one, eh? Peace. That's considered legendary I'm here to put the rap game in the cemetery They told me it couldn't happen Ain't no way in hell you gon' make millions off of rapping But I'm just so determined Catch me on the stage spitting verses like a sermon You know I had to make them realize Lights, camera, action, motherfucker, check the real in my eyes Now they all looking so surprised The dawn of a new era like the sun I arise 
Through these lyrics, I am immortalized. Strictly spitting the truth, but the rest is telling more lies. This the type of shit most people fantasize. But this the shit I used to analyze. They told me I was too underground, so I took the mic out my basement and found another sound. I wanted, I needed, I'm coming for the crown. Can't nobody stop me, I'm Rocky, let's go another round. Nelson Mandela, rain and money, no umbrella flow Most of these people, they will never know What you have to sacrifice as a person to truly grow See, I'm in love with this shorty, right? But first I gotta get this story right Cause in this business, love will never last Sold out shows, hoes, and a whole lot of ass Damn, what a concoction But these hoes ain't an option Cause a woman what I'm looking for A girl with wisdom that give me brains so insane Or maybe I'm just going insane On the road to success So I'm living in the fast lane Like, you gotta treat this like you selling drugs.